Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight have my guy, William, and my guy, Hefty Duck. Uh, on today's show, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff going on in the Blue Jackets world. We have the Patrick Lining news. We're going to talk about the last two games that the Blue Jackets have played. Uh, we got some more news about uh, Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brinley and Blue Jackets prospect William Whitelaw and a whole bunch of other stuff that we're going to talk about. So uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome in. Welcome in. Thank you for the wonderful intro as always, Kevin. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, as Kevin mentioned, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about some some things today. Um and, you know, just, I guess, like a little bit of a heads up. Uh, if, if certain things bother you, um, you know, specifically about the whole Twitter drama that's recently unfolded, um, the show is going to get a bit heavy today. Uh, there's some topics that uh, we're going to talk about that, um, you know, need to be talked about. So um, just a little bit of a heads up, if that's something that bothers you, just, you know. Um, it's going to be parts of the episode. So it won't be the whole episode. And, in fact... Um, yeah, but uh, why? Before we get into this, I need to show off this new background. Just absolutely beautiful. I mean, look at this. This is just beautiful. It's just awesome. I I, I love this. I really do. It's just a perfect like. Yeah, you know, Hefty Duck, he's showing it on his screen there. But like, <laughs> I I just love this because it's like a perfect because uh, you know because it's like. Blue Jacket Civil War theme. So it's got the Union Army Kepi. That's perfect. And then obviously the whole beer, the whole beer thing, because you know, brew jacket. Brew so jacket. it combines the the whole booze thing with the you the blue jacket civil war theme with the Union Army Kepi. And it's just perfect. I just love it. Hell yeah, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, I spent a little bit of time doing that here this last week. And uh I like the way it turned out. I'm glad you guys are happy with it too. Um, you know, I always love doing a little bit of art here and there. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty busy guy. I don't get the chance to as much nowadays, but it's always very, uh, very rewarding. So I mean, thank hey, you. Thank you. You, yeah, did, uh, you did get picked to do art for the Blue Jackets this past season. That is true. That is true. That was a lot of fun uh, last season. And, uh, you know, of course, now I am uh, spending a little bit of time up in like the press box and everything working uh, that way. Uh this year with the blue jackets a bit and that's been going that's been fun that i had my first night there the other night uh against the uh the tampa bay lightning and it was a really unique experience um and i'm excited to go again uh get to sit there uh i was supposed to be sitting next to a friend of the show uh ian phillips he's a reporter for yamo media um and unfortunately, he was not able to make it to the game that night. So, um, you oh, know, here we go. We'll we'll meet up here next time, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm so no, but he Ian Phillips. He was teasing something big and big announcement with the Blue Jackets on his Twitter page. So, don't know what it is, but that'll be interesting to see how that goes and what that announcement is going to be. So we'll just have to find out. I think on Twitter he's just at Ian Phillips. Yeah. Uh, okay, he's at Ian Phillips, so I A N P H I L I P S underscore nine. So he is a uh, fellow reporter. So go check him out. Um, and, uh, excuse me, just drinking some booze over here, having to burp. 
Yeah. <laughs> he was teasing some big CBJ news coming very soon. Uh, I like to share that on my Twitter. You can find me at Lance Schrock, S-C-H-R-C-K. Um, and uh, I shared that. And uh, did you share it on the Brew Jackets Twitter yet? Mm-mm. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to we'll it. Get to but yeah, check it out. Also, don't, good time to say, don't forget to like and follow us too. You know, you can, uh, wherever you're at, like, follow, hit the buttons, wherever the Check buttons are. Too. <laughs> and TikTok, yes. Uh, William is, uh, is so kind to uh, take um, take care of our TikTok for us. And quick, if people are on that. I, I don't know what that is. I appreciate you also doing that. I'm not entirely sure what that is. Um, you know. Turning 33 next month. Ah, getting old. <laughs> hey, no, I know that feeling too, Hefty Duck. Uh, I'll be 32 in March, and a lot of this stuff, I'm like, I'm not same day. Not, like, yeah, same day, March 12th. But like, I'm not that old. Like, I'm not that old. But sometimes I feel like old man yells at Claude Boomer. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is, but it is what it is. Yes. Oh, we'll talk about something funny with that here later. We will talk a little bit, even though it's not has to do with the Blue Jackets. We're gonna talk about Morgan Riley and some of some of like the older guys in the league like back in my day ryan reeves back in your day you started the league in 2010 <laughs> yeah and anyway, uh, one last thing before we get to other things in the show i have to show this off here of course we've all seen william in his beautiful suit just looking like a stud oh but... god not this photo i'm uh, hey, but what go. about this stud what about this stud right yeah. here hefty yeah. duck a stud looking absolutely beautiful sharp. sharp what a beauty what a stud at the blue jackets game dude it was so quiet in there when i was in there right then um like there's nobody in the stands you can see like this is yeah. way before game time do you know how loud a zamboni really is i had no clue they're like decently loud um that's my hockey but... rider right there. That's my <laughs> hockey rider. Oh, I appreciate y'all. It was a good time too. It was a good time. Glad that I could be there and got a little paper. I appreciate there. the shout out. <laughs> yeah, right. A little paper there. Give me some notes beforehand and whatnot. My laptop. I try to get the reviews done or the recaps done like by the end of the game. Like I type during the game. Maybe I don't have to, but I enjoy doing that. Yeah. And I'm having a good time with it so far. You know, uh, it's it's been going well. So you know, keep an eye out for me there too on uh, inside the rink. Oh, look at this! We have a, Phillips, some guy with let's us. Go! We were just talking about you, man. How's it going? Hey guys, how you doing? Pretty all right. How you doing? Uh, pretty busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to ask you to say what it is, but on your Twitter page, you're teasing that there's some big sort of an announcement with the Blue Jackets. Yeah. So uh, right now, I, I'm going to warn you guys. I don't have that much time. I'm driving to my girlfriend's. We're going to see a movie. But uh, oh, nice. Happy Valentine's Day, yeah. by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So uh, for anybody that follows along on my Twitter, I'm I'm not BSing. I I promise. I if you know if I could. Uh, explain everything that I hear, you know, I'd be an insider, but quite frankly, I, I turned 18 three days ago. Like I'm, you know, trying to get my feet on the ground here in this business and I don't want to have any career suicide by reporting something and getting my credential taken away or anything. But I feel that I do. Have a, I I do that. Yeah. I do have a source close to the team and uh, he has given me some pretty spot on stuff, you know, as of late. And this is news that, I know 100% is happening, but like the wins and the abouts and all the other stuff is 
still up in the air. So it's it's That's it's right. just it's very tricky to go about, and uh, oh. you know you don't want to get any any detail wrong because then right. you know people jump down your throat. Yeah, yeah. Now, so, but but to also be fair to you, it, you know, uh, Ian, you know, last summer you were one of the few people talking about a lot of the stuff going on with Adam Boquist and you were proven mm-hmm. to be right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Adam Boquist thing, it was something where, you know, I, I heard his name in talks. It was, it was the same source. Um, I heard his name in the talks and, you know, it was kind of a matter of when, not if, and, you know, it turned out that the win is, you know, we still don't know when it is, but, we we knew he was in talks and that's what I reported and it was right. But you you, you got to be real careful about you know how you distribute that information. And I kind I learned a few lessons from that and you know took those into this situation. And you know we'll see how everything plays out. But I think everybody will have some answers soon. So that's Excellent. that's fair. I can't wait for that, man. Yeah. I can't wait for it. Yep. Yeah, Second episode in a row, we have someone from the Columbus media on because yeah, we, we had Jason, Jason we had Jason Newland on last week talking about yeah. the Blue Jackets getting the getting the hockey game at the shoe, and now we got you, and this is just great. This is just great. Shout out to Jason. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. another another media member, Lance. Now, so <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, I, I saw I now saw you guys that are stuck with me. Box. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That was such a good time. Uh, you know, I'll yeah. be back there here very soon too. So, well, yeah, we'll definitely meet up there here at some point. On the end with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, thought I'd hop hop on and say a few things. If anybody's listening, that's been on my Twitter. You know, just be patient. I promise you, I'll do everything that I can. So. Excellent. Once again, that is at Ian underscore phillips uh, i'm sorry ian phillips underscore nine on yep. twitter uh yep. so go give him a follow check him out he's with uh yamo media and uh seba sports seba sports yes beautiful mm-hmm. excellent work excellent all right work. i'll see you guys hey man appreciate you coming on have a good night happy valentine's day to you also happy valentine's day to our crowd out there that's right uh, i almost forgot because you know i'm pretty sure <laughs> all of us here on the show are single surprise some dorks doing a hockey podcast are all single. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> joke. We're not. We're cooler than dorks. We're nerds. Um, so, great day, man. We're the greatest nerds of all time. I'm going yeah. with it. It's day rap, really. We know we're at least better than one podcast. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Ew. Wow. Uh, I'm kidding. It's I don't know if that was rude or not. I don't really care. So, um, okay. Let's jump into it. Like I said, this is going to be a heavy episode. I'm going to start with something actually pretty heavy right now. It's just a sh- something short. Um, as many people have seen on social media and in the news, uh, I just want to say our thoughts and prayers are with um, everyone uh, affected by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, parade tragedy that happened today. Uh, I didn't see many reports on it other than that there was you know, an active shooter there. And um, it's very unfortunate, uh, very unfortunate scene, uh, the part that I did see. And just, you know, hearts going out to them. Uh, you know, they're not hockey, but they are in the sporting world. And, you know, it could happen, you know, could, uh, yeah. could happen at the Stanley Cup parade or something like that, too. I mean, it's just scary stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah thoughts with them um, and all the uh, the people out that way. 
So, uh, but yeah, moving on to something that's actually uh, kind of heavy as well. So let's just uh, go ahead and talk about this right now. Uh, yesterday, there was uh, some uh, distasteful comments made by a uh, another Blue Jackets uh, fan podcast. Two days ago. Was it two days already? Two days. Okay. Two days ago, it felt like it was yesterday because it's been blowing up in the news so much so that um, Patrick Line himself responded to it, um, as well as in an interview last night, Johnny Gaudreau um, was asked about, so he had came out and said that he was going to donate $1,000 per points per point to Line's charity, um, where Line was going to donate $1,000 per goal. Um, now, this is something in the interview he had last night with Brian Hedger, this is something that Johnny Gaudreau said he decided over the break. It's not because of recent events. Um, yes. So this is something that he was already going to do. It coinciding with this is, um, uh, you know, just coincidental, but mm -hmm. it is what it is. And uh, he, he he did bring it up, though, too. He's like, I decided this over break, not because of uh, some guys on a on a podcast out there. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm not going to bring up exactly what was said. I'm not yeah. going to bring up who said it. Um, yeah. Everyone who's aware of the situation is aware by now. Uh, if you aren't, yeah. um, if you don't spend much time on social media, then, you know, we're still going to talk about some things that might be, you know, good yeah. to think about um, for the future. Social media can be your friend. If you don't know something, you can find out about it. And this is one of those instances. If you're not exactly sure what's going on, you can go to Twitter and you can figure out uh, for yourself, but the basic idea of what happened is you have this uh, Blue Jackets themed podcast, uh, B and B round round table, and um, I, you know, I never listened to it, but from what I saw, it looked like it was doing good and getting good viewership and everything, and they're having a whole bunch of other people come on, and uh, their most recent podcast that they had. Um, you know, going pretty good. And then unfortunately, uh, it, it just goes downhill because one person on that show, uh, made the decision to make a very inappropriate joke, uh, involving, uh, suicide. And he connected that joke to Patrick Lyonet, who is obviously currently in a situation to where he is getting help with mental health issues and a whole bunch of other stuff. And, um, it, it was just not a, very, not a very good joke. Um, if you want to yeah. find out what it, what it is, go at, again, go on Twitter. It just, just, yeah, just not good joke. Um, at first me personally, I didn't quite understand what he was trying to get at. I'm like, I'm not exactly sure what you're saying there. But then when I saw, saw it keep popping up on Twitter and you, uh, see it, you're able to fully understand the context. And you can say, "Ooh, okay, I understand that. That's not a good joke. I don't like that. That's just not. That's just not good." Yeah. And it just kept it. It it just kept slowly blowing up and slowly building itself up to where it just got to the point to where it was just it was already bad, but then it just got to the point to where it was really bad to the point to like you said, Hefty Duck, where Patrick Line saw it himself and he said multiple things about it on his Twitter the last. page tweet he made before that was about demar hamlin from last year yes so the last tweet um, that the last tweet that uh patrick lining made was about demar hamlin 
when he collapsed on the field when his Buffalo Bills were playing the Bengals back in uh, January of 2023. And, you know, Bengals were winning that game, but it, it got stopped. And there were some thoughts maybe they could replay the game, but it didn't happen. Both the Bengals and Bills never got a chance to replay that game. But before Patrick Lyonet said anything about that thing, you're right, Hefty Duck, the last thing that he said on his personal Twitter page was about DeMar Hamlin, which is now over a year ago. And so now Patrick Lyonet, he made three different comments about that, uh, what he yeah. saw. He and tagged them like directly. He, ta- he tagged them multiple times and um, – you know, that was basically the end of that because as soon as Patrick Lyonai started, saw it and said something, it it was already bad, but it just blew up to the point where I, I think they're just done and I just don't see how they come back from that. And to their credit, they did make an apology. They issued a, a video apologizing and they did say they're sorry, and they did donate money to Patrick Liney's charity, so credit to them for doing that. But me personally, I just don't see how they could come back from that because sometimes you make mistakes, and they're bad, and you apologize, and you're able to come back from that, and you're, and, you know, you're still able to have stuff, and people, and you're able to build yourself back up. I just don't know how you could do it with this sort of thing that they did, even if they did apologize and they did give money credit to to them. I just don't see how they're able to, to come back from that. Cause it, it was just, unfortunately it was just so bad that you could do for the rest of their lives. They could do all the greatest things in the world and cure cancer and stuff. And, but I just, they're not going to be able to come back from that. I just don't see how. I just don't see how. No, I think you're right too. It's uh, it's unfortunate um, because you know uh, I have met with those guys before. I didn't know them. Uh, I've never got the impression that they were bad people. Um, mm-hmm. But that was a bad comment. And um, you're right about the there not being much of a chance for coming back there. Um, I think everything that they were involved with is currently taken down. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of backlash for that comment, obviously. Um, and um, I want to say two things real quick. Uh, one, Elaine Shercliffe has absolutely zero to do with any of that mess. She happened to be on the show when the joke was said. She is a reporter. Um, I forget who she's reporting for, but um, she did not understand the joke, did not laugh, anything like that. So um, the only reason I'm bringing her name up is because it's already out there. And yeah. Um, I think everyone's understanding with that too. She spent many years um, developing her reputation uh, in the news industry. Uh, And yeah, just, you know, props to her. She didn't laugh. Obviously she didn't understand it too. So um, I just had to say that the, um, the second thing I want to say, uh, I'm kind of forgetting, honestly, (laughs) I said there was two things I wanted to say. uh, and, And, it's just is what it is there is one really good thing that came out of this um maybe a couple of things one it was a horrible incident and we can't deny that what this also did was bring a lot of attention to 
towards men's mental health, mm -hmm. um, towards uh, athletes' mental health. Also a, a, a stark reminder to people even like us who were a small fan-based podcast as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we had Dina uh, Weinhammer on a few weeks ago talking about the Cleveland Monsters. And as a yeah. new reporter, I asked her, what kind of advice do you have for me? And one of the things she said that I remember so clearly, and I will keep this in mind too, the players are people too. Um, don't forget that they're human and everyone has feelings of some sort. Um, right. Right. And I will add to that, whether you think you're, um, you know, Kevin Weeks on like national television or something, or you think you're, you know, if no one's listening to you, no one's reading your articles, no one's listening to your podcast. Um, it's not true. No. I mean, even if you have five views, there's someone out there who's heard your words. Um, and uh, things can travel extremely far, extremely fast. Uh, and it's just, it's a, it, it's a good reminder to keep in mind that um, people are human. Uh, yeah. These athletes, while we put them on a pedestal and expect a lot out of them because they're getting paid a lot of money to do a very specific job. Um, they're people, they're human, just like mm -hmm. you and I. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, the rest of us here on the show, some of us are very familiar with, um, you know, having some mental issues of our own. Uh, I myself have uh, been through therapy and to the doctor about uh, depression and anxiety since I was pretty young. And, um, you know, yeah, William's saying that, uh, you know, other people who are on the show, um, you know, and so I just think it's important that we do talk about this, but we can turn it into something positive here. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Another thing that I would like to say about this is this is it's it's one thing that I didn't like about it besides the joke. And I didn't like that. But there's another thing I didn't like about it is that because of this very bad, unfortunate joke, a lot of I've seen some tweets on Twitter where people are going after people who have appeared on that show even before that joke was a thing and they're harassing them about it and going after them. And I'm thinking to myself, man, that's just not cool. Don't do that to those people. They, it, that doesn't help. That does not help. And they had nothing to do with it. And you're just you're just not helping the situation. And that's just not good. You just can't do that. You can't go at a person and say, oh, my God, what are you doing, you idiot? Why did you go on that show when they had nothing to they didn't know about it and they have nothing to do with it. You just don't just don't do that. You just um and I think you're specifically possibly talking about Michael Neff um as well, maybe. Uh I don't necessarily I guess when I call people out, but that 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 guy has done nothing wrong. No. And I saw people commenting on his Twitter today too. And um there's no, um everyone's heard the ex ex a phrase fighting fire with fire. Um, this is not one of those cases where mm -hmm. I think you should mm -hmm. be fighting no. um, a distasteful joke with more distaste. Um, right, right. Distasteful comments. And, and you know, me, per and you know, you said, it, you know, you've had some mental issues and everything, Hefty Duck, and I can relate to, re relate to that to a certain degree because I'm on the autism spectrum and that's, you know, 
that's something I've had to deal with all 31 years of my life. And there's ups and downs and everything in between. And I've had to go up to the Mayo Clinic in, in Minnesota to figure all this stuff out and a whole bunch of other stuff. So like, you know, I kind, you know, I kind of get it. Not maybe, you know, maybe not as much as other people, but you know, I kind of get it. So this, this is a big thing and we do got to be careful about it, but um, yeah, but you know, it, it's, it, it, it's there. And a lot of, because of this situation, people have donated, like you said, people have donated money to this. Yeah. It's, I think it's, there were one report said like over $10,000. I don't know where yeah. they got that number. Oh, BNR ice. Yes. They said, they said that they contacted someone from the blue jackets organization. Who has yes. Been told yes. Them so that. it's over $10,000. Good work. So that's, uh, that's blue good. Jackets and fans. a lot of people, when that came out, were posting screenshots of their donation saying, oh, $29 for Pat, $29 for Patrick Kleine, yeah. who wears 29. But actually, it wasn't $29. It was more than that. Because when, yes, it was $30.05. And the reason for that is when you look at these uh, screenshots that people are posting, there was a tax, like a transaction fee yeah. for that, that bumped it up over $29. <laughs> so I understand why you know people are trying to be catchy and everything twenty nine for twenty nine, but it really wasn't twenty nine because the transaction fee bumped it up over twenty nine. But still good. <laughs> You're being you know, so technical. I understand though. I you know, know, but but it's still good. A lot more money. That's good, even if it wasn't twenty nine for twenty nine. You know, it is yeah. what it is. Oh, that's awesome. And another good thing that has uh, arisen out of this, besides talking about mental health and and being able to discuss that in a public forum with uh, free from judgment um, is uh, I already mentioned Johnny Gaudreau donating the thousand dollars per point thing. But um, so John Bucciagas had a pretty funny tweet today where he tweeted out um, I, in an open ice uh, situation. I'm sure I could probably, if Johnny Gaudreau passed me a puck, I could probably uh, open goal situation. I say open ice, open goal situation um, that he could score. So he donated one K himself. Um, to the, uh, the, and, and let me actually find exactly the name of this. So, um, I should have posted the link below, um, but I've shared it a lot on Twitter. You can find it on the blue brew jackets, Twitter, my personal Twitter. You could just go to, to Twitter and, and type in sure. hashtag CBJ and you'll find it pretty quickly. But, um, yeah. So, um, let me find that, you know, and, and it actually, so the, the group that represents, um, Patrick Line, like his agent group and everything, had made a statement about this as well. And they also, it's called uh, Octagon it, something. It's basically uh, Patrick Line's agent, basically. Yeah. And it was, um, man, if I find that, I will share that again too uh, on Facebook. So, um, you know, the huge outpouring from the fans. Uh, I love to see that. You know, uh, that's. The season's not been easy for anybody this year. Um, the fans, the players, the front of the house, uh, the fans' families probably. <laughs> I'm joking. You know, we're all sulky all the time. I'm sure my my family's like, why is he all sad? No, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, you know, it it's it's awesome to see what this situation was turned into. And I wanna applaud and thank every fan out there for doing what they've done so far um in their uh and showing their support 
So um, uh, if you're interested in supporting the efforts of, you know, Goudreau and Line, according to the Blue Jackets official website and Blue Jackets staff, uh, you can donate at bluejackets.com slash Goudreau gives back. Um, so you can go to that website, uh, bluejackets.com slash Goudreau gives back, uh, and you can donate there, uh, you know, if you would like to support the cause. Yes. Uh, William, um, William, do you have anything to say about this? Uh, he said he wanted to be skipped. Uh, it's cool. Okay. okay, fair enough. I take that yeah. back. Then. I take. That um, back. And, and in fact, actually, at this moment, um, you know, uh, I w- would like to transition into something else. And I don't, find, I don't have a really good segue for this. So we're going to go ahead and do the, the ad read here mm-hmm. um, after we get all heavy and shit like that. Um, it's We have a very interesting rest of the show. That wasn't all we want to talk about. Um, there's no, news. No. There's other news. So let me bring this up real quick. Where's my ad read? Uh, and of course, as always, I have to look up the, the NHL draft odds. That I, I should do this ahead of time. Uh, draft odds. Did I say draft odds? I meant draft kings odds. All right. Here we go. Um, we know hockey games move fast. But with DraftKings Sportsbook, I don't know if you hear my dog barking in the background, sorry. An official sports main partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Um, here's some available lines for tonight. So, um, on the money line, this is something as a Blue Jackets uh, in Ohio fan I, I like to see. The Penguins are not favored to win their game on the money line. They're plus 114. Uh, to the Florida Panthers, uh, minus 135. So good luck, Florida Panthers. Uh, I don't necessarily root for them, but I will root against the Penguins um, every time. And let's go find some other teams that uh, we either love or hate. Um, so here's one. That's tomorrow. Oh, there's only three for tonight? Okay, let's just go through them all. San Jose Sharks are a plus 350 on the money line to the Winnipeg Jets, minus 455. That is an entire spread of eight hundred um the difference that's uh good good luck sharks you might need it um i can't be talking shit because of my team uh minnesota wild are minus 115 on the money line arizona coyotes are minus 105 that might be a pretty all right game tonight um that's gonna be at 937 the other two are at 737 according to DraftKings um lines so, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. <coughs> the crown is yours. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus ages varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks in the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Sorry if you can hear my dog in the background still. Yeah, it is. I don't know what. Uh, no. Know so what bet responsibly, but Ohio sports right now. Uh, the Cavs are are playing. The Blue Jackets 
Uh, the crew, the crew are going to be back. So Chasm doing really good too. Yeah, they have. Oh, it's not bad advice. No, not bad. No, that's been great to see. There's wine. But uh, Ohio sports, you could bet on the Cavs, the Blue Jackets. The crew are going to be coming back. Uh, you know, Ohio State just fired their coach. What's going Ohio on there? Ohio State basketball, basketball fired their coach. But you could still bet on them, bet on the Bearcats. And uh, soon, you know, both the Reds and Guardians will be back. Let's so go. That's gonna, so that's gonna, oh, my no, that's going to be great. So you could bet on that. So a lot of stuff going on in the Ohio sports world that uh, you could you can bet on. But bet oh, responsibly. Yeah. I've been counting the days down for baseball. I mean, hockey is my main gig and my main sport, but you know, it's baseball. been kind of rough lately. And so, you know, maybe baseball might be I, maybe I, a little bit better. Uh, yes. I, I need, <laughs> I need, I need to go to a baseball game. I just need to do it. And it's going to yeah. happen this year. It's going to happen. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So we've talked about the, you know, recent, whatever, um, part of what we're not talking about the blue jackets in general, uh, for the last two games is they lost both of them. First one was four to two Tampa Bay lightning. Uh, the fourth goal came in for an empty net. Uh, the next one was a three, six, three loss to Ottawa last night. Uh, also the last, the sixth goal was an empty net. Um, so uh, it was unfortunate. Um, some takeaways I saw from that is at times the passing was immaculate. At times they came at the gate so hard, and including last night. Um, last night there was 40 good minutes of hockey and mm-hmm. 20 really bad minutes. Yeah. Um, this has been an issue plaguing the Blue Jackets all season. Generally it's the third period. Uh, it's been the third period, but last night it was the first. Mm-hmm. Um and then in the Tampa Bay game, they came out so well. Um, they they were doing they had a very good game going, and then um, just dropped the ball towards the end of it. Yeah. Um, so they're giving up fast goals at starts of periods. It happened twice last night mm-hmm. that um, they gave up a goal within like the first like thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, I know it happened for sure one time last night. Yeah, it was yeah. within the first 30 seconds. The other one was in the first two minutes at least. Yeah. And um, it seems like, you know, they're just getting caught off guard. It's a young team still. Yeah. And those kind of mistakes are by are just going to be shown to them. It's going to be more obvious with the younger team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not able to recover as well. Yeah. Um, you got any thoughts on those last two games, Kev? Yeah. So honestly, when you look back at those two games, I'll start off with the game against Tampa Bay. It just comes down to this: is that the Blue Jackets played a really good game, and you know, for ninety nine percent of that game, they played a good game. They just made a little couple mistakes, and it was in the back of your net. And it just comes down to this: is the Blue Jackets played a good game, and they had their chances, but they could only put two in the net. Whereas if Tampa Bay, when they had their chances, they put four in the net. And that's what yeah. it comes down to is they, when you have chances, the Lightning put them away better than the Blue Jackets did. And also, in my opinion, if you take away Andre Vasilevsky, I don't think the Lightning win that game because he made a lot of big saves that kept him in that game because the yeah. way the Blue Jackets were playing, it was so good that – they were getting chances and chances everywhere. And anytime they had the puck, they were shooting it and they were putting it on net and they were getting chances. So that's to me, that's what that game was is basically 
the Blue Jackets were playing a pretty good game. They had their chances. They were only able to put two in. And when the Lightning had chances, they put four in. And that's really the difference right there, in my opinion, of that game. Yeah, as- I mean, the same thing happened last night, too, against Boston. Like, I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. Vasilevsky really stole that game, too. So it's like... yeah. Thank God he's been heating up. He didn't start out very good this year. I know because no. I have him on my fantasy team. And, well, obviously he was out yeah. for, like, a lot of the first of the season. Yeah. No, but, but no, t- tell us about that, Wine. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, kind of similar to what you said about the Blue Jackets, Kev. Um, the Bruins were getting good chances against Vasilevsky. They had a lot of power plays, too. They just couldn't solve them, like, late in that game. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. uh, Brad Marchand's thousandth game. Also, congrats to him. Yeah, it was. Also to mm-hmm. Alex Petrangelo, his thousandth game with uh, with the uh, Las Vegas here recently. So, so and and then the, so that's how I feel that basically that game was against Lightning. Is the Blue Jackets played good? They had chances, but they could only put two in the net. And when the Lightning had chances, they put four in the net. And that's kind of the game right there. That's the difference. As for the game against Ottawa yesterday. This past Tuesday, it's a similar similar stories that you play, you have chances, and you only put three in the net. The Senators have chances, they put six in the net. And then on top of that, you have one bad period in the first period where, you know, Voronkov gets the goal. That's good. But other than that, you didn't really have anything else going for you. And that's really the difference there. Because again, take away that third period and you probably win that game. The way you were playing, you probably win that game. So Doesn't Voronkov have like six goals in the last nine games or something like that? The Blue Jackets posted a, a, a stat on their Twitter page that it's like, uh, I want to say it's like something similar to that. I'd have to look up the exact stat, but it's base, It's something like uh, four, like four goals and like, six games or something like something that. Something like that. Here, I'll look it up while you continue talking. Yeah, so that's so Voronkov scores a goal in that first period. That was the only good thing going on there. But other than that, not a very good period. And then no, I was right. Six goals last nine games. That's impressive, dude. Damn. Yeah, it's six it's, nine. Nice. Ah, nice, huh? No, but nice. um it's pretty good. You know, you take, you know, Voronkov scores a goal. That's good. But not other than that, not a good first period. And then for the rest of that game, that was basically mostly the Blue Jackets. And they had their chances and they put two more in the net. But other than that, it was just it. But if you take away that first period, there's a good chance that the Blue Jackets win that game. And they just got to keep going and just keep building on that because they've shown that they can do it. Yeah. No, and you bring up a great point there, too. Um, you know, if they could just be consistent throughout all the periods, it, uh, their whole entire season would have been different from the get-go. Uh, I just also want to point out that last night, um, Voronkov got an assist. Uh, first assist was from Kent Johnson. Second was from uh, Kirill Marchenko. So um, Johnson was filling in for for Yegor Chinikov, who is currently out. He is currently listed as day-to-day, I believe, with an upper body injury. Uh, we're unsure what that is. Um, uh, I, I'm hoping he has a, a fast and whole recovery soon because I, I love seeing Chinikov out there play. Uh, you know, he's just showing his strength so much more this season. Um, he's developing quite the, the the hockey player and that Russian line. I love the Russian line. But I think that's good. Kent Johnson got to play with Marchenko and Voronkov. Yeah. Um, also, 
someone else who only scored their third goal of the year. Granted, he had been out with injury uh, at one time, but Jack Roslovic. Um, a lot of people had been kind of dogging on him uh, for for seemingly not showing up as much. He's only played 29 games this year. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he's been out with injury for a lot of that. Um, he has three goals, eight assists for 11 points, um, which is currently tied with Bemstrom. Bemstrom was in last night filling in for um, – Oh yeah, yeah, because Chinikov was off the roster, so yeah. so Bemstrom came in then yeah. for him, um, and, and whatnot. So uh, good luck to him, uh, not Bemstrom, no. Roslovic. But uh, you know his name's come up in some trade conversation too. We can talk about this here in a little bit. Um, you know, I I had I written an article about like possible trades here recently, um, but there's some other stuff that I really want to get to as well too so let's talk about let's continue on the games last night real quick what dude the ref seemed to never get the whistle out of his mouth mm-hmm. there was penalties that game like the entire time yeah like there's so many and, and it's like i feel like that happened the last time too that they played ottawa and i'm not exactly sure what is the deal um is it because they're the two lat the two teams in last place uh, in the Eastern Division, and they just, they're like, well, don't hurt each other because you guys, you guys suck. I, I think the Sens are good at selling calls. <laughs> that could be. Yeah. And at least, again, I don't really pay attention to the Senators, but the one thing I noticed watching the game last night is that um, they both Jeff Rimmer and Jody Shelley talked about how the Senators have a new coach. Their old coach got fired, and the new coach put a more aggressive, defensively responsible system in place, and it has been treating them better, and they're playing better because of that. And my thing is maybe because of that more aggressive defensive system that maybe it just leads to more potential penalties because you're if you're playing more aggressive defensively, you're more likely to perhaps be in more those types of situations where you either you get a penalty or you do a penalty because you're being more aggressive. Especially when you're on your heels and you're trying to get back instead of already yeah. being in, in the correct position. Yeah. yeah. And once again, young team, that's the kind of things that will eat you up, you know, is, or you'll get better with too as experience grows. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, yeah. And in terms of Jack Ross, like he, you know, we've talked about on the show, he's been up and down, sometimes bad, sometimes good. Consistency is an issue. But honestly, this season before he got hurt, he was playing really good and he was getting first line, second line minutes and he's playing really good and playing good offensively, much better defensively. Even got an overtime winner in Minnesota against the Wild and he was playing really good. And then he got hurt, and then that kind of screwed that up there. But it would have been interesting to see how he went, how he can, if he could have continued that progression of being continuing to be better if he didn't get hurt. And he does have some value, and there's a reason why he could be traded because he is a good offensive player. He's shown that he can do that, and teams are always looking for more ways to score. And if you can get that out of him, Someone might take him. Of course, he's got a more expensive contract, so flat cap and everything. So Blue Jackets are probably going to have to take some of that cap. 
for someone to take it, but there's a reason why he's a potential trade target. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I brought this up in my article, but uh, there's been a, a ton of talk around Boone Jenner. And the fact of the matter is for the Blue Jackets, why everyone's saying it would take a mountain to move Boone Jenner is because it would. It absolutely yep. would. Because like, look at it this way. So Boone Jenner is getting paid less than Jack Rosovic. Okay. Yep. Did you know that? He's yep. literally making like four, like, like 3.725 million. Uh, he's at 3.725 cap hit. Boone Jenner yeah. is. Yeah. And, you know, the, his literally before he got injured, he was leading the team in points. So he's above the guys, some guys, no offense because they're great players too, but he's above some guys who are getting paid 8 million, who are getting paid, you know, 6 million, 4 million. And he was leading them. Plus he's the captain. Plus he, he's actually really talented. He was all, all, all our all-star for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, so the, my point being the cap hit to production value is unlike any other player on the team right now um any of them and there's some that are, are i think are close i think like Vronkov, marchenko and, and and like johnson and fantilli are all playing um above their contract level right now yep. um, they will be demanding new ones soon i'm sure because yep. some of them are rfas here coming up soon and in, ter um, in terms of bone jenner he is everything that you want him to be for a player. He's the type of guy you want you want to have on your team. He is a guy that he can do. He's offense. He's defense. He's penalty killing. He's power play. He's good, good responsibly, defensively. He's good at face-offs. He's versatile. He can play center, wing. He can play up and down the lineup. If you need him to be first line, he can do that. You need him to be second or third line, he can do that. You need him to be fourth line. He can do that. And he really good at tips and deflections in front of the net. He's a good net front presence guy. Gets you those dirty, greasy goals in front of the net with the garbage goals and all that stuff. Yeah. Just not afraid of the puck, even after not, getting literally his jaw broken. Yeah, not afraid of the puck, even though he got whacked in the face with the puck and hurt his jaw. But he still does it anyway. It is what it is, you know. You know, but like he's just that tough son of a bitch. That's just like who he is. He's a tough yeah. person. And literally, and his that, initials, Captain Boone Jenner, spell out CBJ. Like, there's literally no other person. I think, like, uh, you know, no offense, Rick Nash. There's been no other, no other person who's embodied what I think in my head of like who a blue jacket should be than than Boone Jenner. Right. So, like, if you and and. Another thing about Boone Jenner is that he's the type of guy that you want on your team as this as for if you as the season goes on and games get tighter and harder and harder and harder because you got teams they're probably not going to make the playoffs but they're still going to get harder because they're going to give you everything they got because they're fighting for their job not just for now but for the future and then you got teams on the opposite side of the spectrum that are fighting tooth and nail blood sweat and tears like crazy to get in and they're fighting for that playoff spot and that makes those games harder and Boone Jenner's the type of guy you want in those types of situations and if your team is fortunate enough lucky enough to get into the playoffs 
Boone Jenner is the type of player that you want for those types of situations for playoff games because, again, the playoff games get tighter and tighter and tighter. It's harder to score. Defenses are harder to play against. And sometimes you need that goal that's a dirty goal in front of the net, whether it be off a rebound, a screen, a deflection. You need it from up high, whatever it is. Boone Jenner is that guy. You need a big draw, a big, a big, big draw. Someone to win that big face off. That's Boone yeah. Jenner. You I need some future, offense. You need defense. You need penalty killing. That's Boone Jenner. Yeah. That's why. That's why he has so much value, and that's why if you come to the Blue Jack and say, "Hey, what do you want?" You're basically asking for one of the best players on the Blue Jackets. That yeah, it's going to be really expensive, and you're probably not going to like it. It's going to take an offer that's going to have to blow the Blue Jackets away to the point where they just can't say no to it. And most teams are probably not going to even come close to that. Yeah, because they're going to be trying to if if they're a team that's trying to be in the playoffs, they cannot afford to lose what they would have to lose to get them. They just couldn't. Yeah. Like that's that would be totally just pointless. Um, and he's still got, I think, like three years on his contract, um, two years on his contract uh, after this season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you here, man. Um, absolutely impossible to, to move in my, in my opinion. So uh, some other trade rumors, though, that were going around are um, obviously um, there was Darren Drager from TSN's Insider, uh, Inside Edger where the show is he had made a comment talking about how um teams who uh that the blue jackets are listening it doesn't mean much but they're listening to offers on patrick line and on uh ivan provorov and uh like i said listening doesn't really necessarily mean that they're actually like listening because it because patrick line would be a hard one to move and that's not because just because he's in the player assistance program, I think that that would be a one, a bad decision by the Blue Jackets to move him while he is part of that. Um, and I don't think that other teams would want to, no, no. uh, want to, to take that on as well. Totally understandable. Uh, and even once he's not in that program, I think moving him is going to be hard ass because of both what we paid for him, um, you know, and then also just the recent, uh, Recent production. I mean, if the team was better, he'd be better too. It's just, it's you know, it's He's my point being. Provrob though. So there is currently um, kind of like a, a defensive logjam um, for the for the Blue Jackets. Um, you know, we're seeing players, uh, we're seeing David Yurchek being put down to the monsters. Then we talk about that. You know, it's good for his development. We understand that. Um, you know, also if he's not playing big minutes on Blue Jackets, he should be getting. Uh, a lot of minutes there, but there is kind of a defensive log jam. And, and after this season, you know, he will be NHL ready, uh, like 100%, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I think he's NHL ready now, but that's besides the point. Um, and there's still other people who are coming up through the system um, mm-hmm. that we have as de- as defensive prospects, there's people on the monsters that um, had been on the NHL team last year. Uh, granted, there was a lot of injuries. There's a lot of injuries this year too, but uh, you know, um, Provorov though, he is a recent acquisition um, by the Blue Jackets. The, uh, he, he was acquired in the offseason this past summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
why he could be a, a, a good trade piece is he's still valued as a defenseman um, throughout the, the league. Um, this is apparent in, um, you know, even just like looking at like his fantasy stats, like 80% of the people out there have him rostered right now. Um, 80% like of who can have him. Anyway, so like he's a wanted player. He's a, he's a skilled player. He would be, great a great pickup for someone who might be on the playoff berth um and it would uh free up a little bit of room for the blue jackets and probably get a, a somewhat of a, of a decent return mm-hmm. i think the only players that you're going to get these big returns off of would be boone line a uh pro rob and, and rush leakins um mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother topic that for another day uh, we've already talked about too. Uh, no, yeah, I, you know, right. off season. Right. The reason why Provorov could work as a potential trade target is this: is that he is the type of defense. He's a minute muncher. He's the type of guy that you can count on. That if you need someone to throw out there and play 20, 30 minutes a night, that's Provorov. He can do that, and there's no issue. He's all, a good, you know. And another thing. Decent puck mover, real good of offensively. And again, as teams, if things get tighter and tighter, tighter, teams are, are looking for different ways to score. And if you can get another guy to help you score, especially from, you know, on defense from the blue line, that makes a huge extra diff difference. That's yeah. pro that's, that's pro overall. He can play minute muncher, 20, 30 minutes a night, you know, average at bench. Big dude, he block shots. He blocks like shots. The big dude blocks shots. You know, average if as you know, decent defensively, decent puck mover, good offense. So like, that's there. There's a reason why he's a guy that could be moved. And would it make sense to a certain degree? Yes. Some to a certain degree, no. But there is a reason why he makes sense as a potential. Uh, trade target t- target so whether it be someone from the columbus media or someone from the national media this isn't something that they're making up like this is a legitimate thing that there are reasons to it why you might do something like this yeah yeah exactly uh you know and 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 i think part of it too and why i was so heavy on po- a possible Provorov trade is it affects the team possibly the least he's a valued member of the team uh i'm sure he's made friends here we know he's friends with the other russian guys of course um but at the end of the day he's a valuable asset um and uh we have you know some players to to step in there too so and real quick um I want to, there's two things, uh, two NHL things I want to talk about outside of the, the Blue Jackets world just for a little bit. The very first one is uh, hopefully going to be a little bit humorous. Um, the second one's kind of like actually real serious, but it's not like real heavy. Um, so the first one is uh, Morgan Riley taking his stick to the face of Ridley Gregg um, after Gregg uh, did a slap shot on an empty net. Uh, a few nights ago against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, uh, I'm going to give my personal opinion on this, um, and then I'll, I'll I'll give the floor to you guys. Um, ten out of ten times, if I were Ridley Gregg, I'm taking that that slap shot. I don't give two shits. You know, um, I honestly, okay. And then and then if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you're Morgan Riley, maybe 
you know, go up and like push him a little bit, you know, be like, dude, what was that? What are you doing, man? That's not cool. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. I understand that too. Totally. But cross checking a guy in the face is not the answer for that right there. And, you know, and to be fair too, um, Riley does not have a history and his 11 years in the league. This is the first time he's had a, uh, an appearance for a hearing. Um, it's not like this is a guy that makes a habit of this, but, um, I understand why you would want to say something to Greg in that position, but then there's a, there's a line that was crossed and five, he now Morgan Riley currently has a five game suspension. What do you think, Kev? Do you think that was enough? Do you think it was too much? I, and then I want to know William and Wines opinions on this too. Yeah. So it just comes down to this for me. Me personally, when I do the slap shot, if I was in this situation, no, I just put it in the net, celebrate and, you know, move on from that. But, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, he made the choice to do it and that's fine. And I can see why people don't like that, especially the Toronto Maple Leafs. But there's just a way to go about that in a good way that doesn't involve what you did. What Morgan Riley did in that situation was just not good. You just don't do that. Don't put a dirty hit on a guy like that because someone did something you didn't like like that. You can maybe you go over them after say, what's that about? I don't know. Maybe poke them with a stick or something. You get his attention, but like, don't do that dirty hit because that's just not necessary. You don't need to do that because now you just put yourself in a bad position to where not you not only hurt yourself, but you hurt your team because now your team can't use you for five games. And the Maple Leafs are one of those teams fighting for a playoff spot. And right now, you you, you know, you just don't want that because that's not helping out your team. You know, hopefully from a Maple Leaf standpoint, if you know that they make the playoffs, because if they don't, you hope that they don't look back and say, man, hope it's not one of those games that they lost when Morgan Riley wasn't there. And like, maybe we could have won that if we had him there, but he had to do his dumb mistake. So sometimes you just got to be smart about it and think about not only could it affect you, but you had to think about your team and because it's not fair to them. They're, they're paying, you need to help out your team and the Maple Leafs, they're paying you to play games. They're not paying you to do some dumbass shit where you put a dirty hit on someone. You just need to be better about that. And then also, the next time that the Senators and Maple Leafs play, that just set it up even more because now the tensions are going to rise even more. And you wonder about how that's going to go the next game. Yeah. You just you just got to be careful and smart about this. That's that's what I'm just gonna yeah. say. Lapse of judgment there. Uh, uh, Wyan, did you ha- you happen to see like the whole hit? I mean, if you're in the hockey, yeah, world, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? It. Was a slap um, shot okay? Yeah, I, Would you have said something? I personally don't see anything wrong with what Greg did. Um, if I were the Leafs, I'd be a little unhappy. Sure, I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, I'll say maybe but, it's a little bit disrespectful, but like, yeah. At the same time, it definitely doesn't warrant what Morgan Riley did. Like yeah, you could have seriously, you could have seriously like put him in, in danger. Like 
Greg's a young you kid too. You could, yeah, you could have put his life in danger with a cross check like that. Like, if you hit him hard enough in the neck, like, you know, you don't know what could happen. So, and like, inside of the head. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, five games. Five Some games. Say it's not I mean, enough. I think if I, know, I feel like it's time. kind of, I feel like it's kind of like, I guess in the same ballpark. I don't know, like. Although to be fair, David Perron did get six games for basically the same thing, so I don't know. Maybe he should have gone six or seven, but yeah. I think five is okay. Like it's not terrible. Like it's not like he got away with it scot free or anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do feel like it. Five probably sounds just about right, but I do. I also feel like he probably should have gotten more. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, William, did you happen to see the clip? Yeah, I saw it, and basically, I agree with what Wyan said, you know, that that cross-check was unwarranted, you know? Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he did not, he shouldn't have done that. I mean, I know the slap shot was a little disrespectful, but still, it's one shot. It's one yeah. game. So, what do you guys think about Ryan Reeves coming out and saying, um, he's like, you know, back when I entered the league... Uh, a ki- kids wouldn't dream of doing something like that, and blah blah. blah. Um, and and I'll add a little bit of context here. Ryan Reeves entered the league in 2010, not 1990. Um, so, um, you know, uh, there's always in professional athleticism, there's always going to be some egos. There's always going to be um, some people thinking the greatest because you don't get to that level without believing that you are the greatest. You just don't. And, and so there's always going to be some egos getting in the way of stuff like that and people taking offense to things that are just kind of silly when you really step back and look at it. I, I also heard rumored that um, so, you know, how a player will get paid per game, you know, to make their whole salary, that Morgan Riley will be forfeiting uh, almost $200,000 um, for missing these next five games. So yeah, it's not um, it is what it is, man. It's you, Yeah. He, in, in, in Morgan Riley is 29. Uh, I, I believe that um, Greg is like 21 or, or around the age or 20. Um, you know, he just, just uh, Riley should just know better. But uh, real quick, real quick, too. Um, we, we are kind of uh, pushing it for time and we have some actually some happy news and some fun stuff we want to get to today, believe it or not. Um, last thing that's kind of serious, but not heavy. Um, Okay, Mark Sheik, uh, a uh, uh, writer uh, for the Hockey Writers, um, he had a, a tweet that kind of got overshadowed earlier today that I'm, I don't think enough people are talking about. The NHL, okay, hold on. The NHL, CHL, the WHL, the QMJHL, and the OMJHL are being hit with an antitrust lawsuit that was filed in New York this morning. Uh, I just recently shared this post on our Twitter. You can check this out there. Um, so uh, just real quick, let me break this down for you real quick. He posted an article here. I'm not exactly sure where this article is from uh, or I would credit it. But um, New York, February 14, 2024, a landmark antitrust fa- lawsuit filed today in New York federal courts against the National Hockey League and the major junior hockey industry exposes the systematic exploitation of teens pursuing their dream of playing the NHL. 
This historic case is about defendants' unlawful agreements to restrain competition for these players, rendering them nothing more than the property of the major junior teams that draft them. Plaintiff's lawsuits uh, targets an uh, anti-competitive cartel comprised of the NHL, the Canadian Hockey League, CHL, the Ontario Hockey League, the Western Hockey League, the Quebec Maritimes Junior Hockey League, uh, and I could have swore that OMJHL was in there. Okay, I'm wrong. Um, while the major junior leagues are marketed as the surest path to uh, NHL stardom, the reality is that these leagues and their clubs earned hundreds of millions of dollars or more on the backs of their teenage players who receive minimal compensation for their full-time labor. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit uh, in this because so uh, plaintiffs alleged that as a result of defendants' collusion, uh, they were denied the freedom to choose where they played hockey, were paid only a collusively determined $250 a month for their hockey services, were separated from their families at vulnerable ages, and traded against their will, all to maximize the profits of the NHL, the major junior hockey leagues, and each of their member clubs. Um, this is pretty big. Uh, because, you know, we personally, we cheer on guys like Jordan Dumais who maybe didn't want to go back down to the um, QMJHL uh, this year. Uh, he wanted to be at least up at the Monsters or something. Uh, we know that, and he's been rocking it down there for the Halifax Mooseheads. Uh, right? That's who he plays for? I think mm -hmm. so. Yep. Um, so, yep. uh, you know, my personal thoughts on this is uh, if they were re truly receiving $250 in compensation, um, even if their housing is paid for, their food's paid for, even if everything else is paid for, if you're only getting two hundred fifty dollars in compensation for one month, that's kind of rough. Little. And these teams do make a decent amount of money, even if they don't have the same kind of draw that the NHL does. They have games, they have ticket sales, they have merch, uh, they have advertisers, sponsors. They make money. Um, so I'm gonna start down here with William and Kev. I'm going to come to you probably last year. Um, cause, uh, real quick though. Cause like, yeah, William, you're, you're a fairly young dude. Um, I mean, you know, you're, if your dream was getting to the NHL, many people, it's, you know, some people do internships, uh, at like during college or after college to try to get the dream job they want, which is working for free for a while. Um, very oftentimes. What do you think, William? Is this something that like, would you, if you had the chance to play in the NHL, would you do it for 250 bucks a month? 250 bucks a month. You can with taxes and inflation on everything, you would not be able to live off of that. I'm sorry. You'd have to pick up a second job. Yeah. Thus jeopardizing your dream because you're having to spend more time. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um yeah, and they're separated from their families too. I and mean, that can be pretty rough for everybody. Uh, anything else you want to add? If not, I'm going to move over here to Wyan. Go on and move over to Wyan if you want. All right, Wyan, 250 bucks a month. Yeah, that's what insane. Is... That's insane. I never, I did not know that that was a thing until right now. Like, I, I assumed they were making way more money than that in the CHL. Like, and some of them have NHL contracts where they are making more than that, I believe. But, um, but the reality is that not all of them are. Yeah, um, 250 a month, like William said, is like basically impossible to live off of just that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and so, I mean, I, I'm curious where this lawsuit will go personally. Uh, very curious as to where it's going to go from here. Um, Kev, what's your thoughts here? You know, this is the first time I've actually... I know. This just, just broke recently, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, first time hearing about this, I did see Mark Shag's tweet about this before the show. So, I that's my knowledge of it only seen the tweet but hearing about it now it just kind of makes you it's questionable and kind of makes you wonder what's going on there if it's really true why is it only 250 dollars like there's probably a reason behind it but it's just like why i don't know maybe perhaps it's you know it should be more than that because that seems a bit low but there's probably a reason for that so i really don't know that much so i'm not really gonna make a big fuss yeah. about it because i just fair. don't know yeah i mean for what it sounds like right now it does seem like the the plaintiffs have uh a case here i mean obviously or, or there wouldn't be lawyers in new york city trying to do something here but at the same time you're right there's not as much information right now i am very curious as to um why why like what do they mean 250 do they mean after they paid their agents after they paid for food board food like everything like that do they mean that's all they had left over or was that it like mm-hmm. is stuff paid for by them anyway so just for all you those of you out there i did share this on our twitter um also follow mark shag um he's an awesome reporter from the hockey writers and um you keep up with this I'm curious about this. I will continue to be following this um, for uh, until it's over. I, I, I'm too curious about this um, to let it go. So just pay attention the next coming weeks. Um, all right. So we're on to the best part of the show, the fun stuff, the happy yeah. part. Uh, Kevin has some uh, Gavin Brindley. Uh, some fan, Adam Fantilli, some Luca Fantilli news, and also a little bit about William Whitelaw. Um, also, real quick, actually, I want to bring this up right now. I wish I had the video. I, did everyone see the the um, Provorov's dog thing? His dog Drake, mm-hmm. the the golden retriever. Also, yeah. I have never really heard Provorov speak out loud that much. He has like no accent, Mm-mm. like at all, and Mm-mm. he's like from Russia, right? Like, right, literally born and raised there um yeah i would if i was just talking to him i wouldn't even almost you almost wouldn't even know right right i'm I'm speak english amazing probably better than uh most americans um (laughs) you're right though you're right though hefty duck if if you didn't know that ivan Provorov was from russia you would just assume that he's from like America or Canada or something because there is really no Russian accent, no broken English, and he just talks English well. So you just wouldn't know that he's from Russia if you didn't know that. You just assume that he's from like America or Canada or something. Yeah. Um yeah, he's just like a slight accent occasionally here and there, but and his dog is so adorable. He had him out on the ice. It was like running around the ice, like falling the hockey puck and stuff like that. He just he talked about like he wasn't sure if his dog would like it at first because it's walking around ice and stuff like that. But the dog did not seem to mind, and it's not want to leave 
when it's time to go. So just really cute. Check it out on the Blue Jackets official social media pages. Um, that it's just freaking sweet. Um, but yes, on to the young guns here. Um, perhaps we should have brought this up even sooner because these guys are better to talk about than some other things. Um, <laughs> so what do you got for us first, Kev? Okay, so uh, uh, this, as you know, if you watch this show, you pay attention to it at all, you know that we talk about Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brindley, who plays at Michigan. Um, so uh, this past weekend, Friday, Saturday, Michigan played Michigan State in hockey, and in both of those games, Gavin Brindley scored a goal. So I'm going to show you videos of those two goals that Gavin Brindley scored. So oh yeah, roll the footy. Here's the first one. And it's, and this, the first, both of them are good goals, but the first one is a real, not just a beautiful shot, kind of like a snipe that Gavin Brindley had. So here, it, uh, here it is also Gavin Brindley. He's number four on Michigan. So Gavin Brindley is number four on Michigan. So here's the video of the first goal. Smoothly. Fantilli up ice to Brindley. Michigan three on two break. Brindley, nice move. Sidestep shoots and scores. And Gavin Brindley breaks the seal. Michigan Ooh. is on the nice. board. That was really nice. There's that speed of Gavin Brindley coming to effect. So for our audio right listeners, I'll let the uh, clip speak for itself because they are announcing it. Okay, so I'm going to play it. Nice. I'm going to play it one more time so you can see it again. So we'll play one more time so you can see it again. Smoothly. Fantilli up ice to Brindley. Michigan three on two break. Brindley, nice move. Sidestep shoots and scores. And Gavin Brindley breaks the seal. Michigan is on the board. So smooth. Is this when they're playing Michigan State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. There's that speed of Gavin Brindley. It's such a nice to toe Right off the so face off. So smooth, dude. Through. He's got silky mitts. Yeah, why not? Also, you know what? One, yeah, one more time. Screw it. But the, <laughs> the goal, he it's a it's this beautiful snipe shot, and he toe drags around the defenseman, jukes him out, and here it is. Smoothly. I want to point out something here towards the end of this, too. Brindley, nice move. Sidestep shoots and scores! And Gavin Brindley breaks the seal. Michigan is on the board. Um, So when he goes for the uh, high fives here at the end up against his bench, look who's right behind him. Um, We have none other than Adamo's brother, Luca. uh, Luca Fantilli. Yeah. Uh, so who's his older brother still playing on Michigan yeah. uh, on their hockey team right now. So this is the second goal that Gavin Brindley scored the next day, this past Saturday against Michigan state. Also another awesome goal. He's kind of the setup is he's kind of hot hiding out off the side, kind of on the back door and it's a quick pass to him and he quickly shoots it in. So here it is. Brewing there. McGordy. Couldn't find that hot feed, but Holtz hung on. Now back to McGordy. Put it to the doorstep. Brindley scores! Very nice. All right. Well, I'll show it two more times so you can see it. So here it is. Brewing there. McGordy 
Couldn't find that hot feed, but Hopes hung on. Now back to McGordy. Put it to the doorstep. Brindley scores. Whoa. Brindley was like back post, like behind everybody. Like you would have had to turn like the whole way around to see him. And he's just kind of chilling there as McGordy. There. McGordy couldn't find like that hot really feed, but nice Hopes hung on. Too, now back that. to McGordy. Put it to the doorstep. He's just outside Brindley the circle. That happens so fast. It almost reminds me of the that one goal last night at the wrong. There, McGordy. He had like a deflection. Hot feed, right? but hopes hung on. Off now of back a to pass. Put it to the doorstep. Brindley scores. Johnson. McGordy. So there's there's that. Yeah, the Winnipeg Columbus connection. Yes, yeah, <laughs> another uh, connection. And then this is from Michigan's Hockey's Instagram page. This is a view from up above of Gavin Brindley celebrating that goal that he scored Saturday night. Are they playing inside... The, the Red Wings, because Michigan and Michigan State have a uh, series that play in Detroit every year. Oh, well, that's cool. I mean, it makes sense to me. So That's really cool. I didn't know that. I saw the – if you look yeah. at the center part of it, it says there was over 18,000 people in attendance. Just for just for um, comparison, the Blue Jackets, that's like was the, with their sellout crowd. It's like 18,000, like yeah. 725 or yeah. something like that, this last game that yeah. I was at. Yeah. So um, I'll show this video one more time so you can see it. So here it is. I like the college band in there. I always well, love it. Yeah, that's that's one thing I like. And I've noticed this about Michigan hockey is that, you know, because of Gavin Brindley, when he scores a goal, the one thing I like about it is that Michigan plays their fight song when they score a goal, and I really like that. And I wish Ohio State would do that when they score a goal. They don't, yeah. but I wish they They're would the best do. damn band in the land. Yes, you have the best damn band in the land. Use them. Have them play the fight song when Ohio State hockey scores a goal. But So there's that. <laughs> now, so that's uh, Gavin Brindley stuff for now. I got more stuff, but I'm going to save it for the next show and other shows beyond. Um, Excellent. Yeah, we need a prospect breakdown here at some point soon. Yeah. So we're now moving on to Blue Jackets prospect William Whitelaw, who plays at Wisconsin. And like Wisconsin. we said on the show last week, the story about him is that he – is a smaller dude, but he can score goals like crazy. And I've seen comparisons to like, he's kind of like a Cam Atkinson type, a smaller dude, but he can score goals. And when you think about it, the Blue Jackets have a history of smaller dudes, but they can score. Whether that be Cam Atkinson, Artemi Panarin, Johnny Gaudreau, and now you add in Gavin Brindley, Jordan Dumais, and William Whitelaw, William Whitelaw, it kind of makes sense why the Blue Jackets like those type of guys. So anyways, here is the video from William Whitelaw, Blue Jackets prospect, scoring a goal for Wisconsin. 
Here it is. Off the rebound, Charlie Stramel, a guy with the badges of looking to get him going. He's been active so far tonight. So we have Wisconsin in the red and white here. They're playing Notre Dame. Andrew and here's a prime opportunity, a shot, and a score! Ooh. William Whitelaw making it one nothing Badgers. So what do you do here? He just picks up an errant pass. So I'll play it again so you can see it. But the setup there on that video is honestly everything defensively. Notre Dame is doing pretty good. There is really nothing there. And then a puck comes loose. It goes to the middle of the ice. And no one's there to defend it. And William Whitelaw gets it. And he shoots it and scores. So honestly, you can't really be too – you can't fault Notre Dame too much because they're playing everything fine. And then a puck comes loose to the – middle of the ice and then Wisconsin scores it is what it is but here it is one more time off the rebound Charlie Stramel a guy with the badges of looking to get him going he's been active so far tonight Pass from the top kind of bounces out back around out from behind bounces back up top and there's nope. a prime Aaron opportunity Pass. a shot and a score he just picks it up and goes straight to the hole William Whitelaw making it one nothing Badgers I mean I would like him that to like a slam dunk in the NBA. Like he just picked it up and just slammed it in. Like you couldn't have stopped it. No. <laughs> there was no stopping that. No, no, no. And then uh, here's an, this uh, one last William Whitelaw video. Is um, It shows him wearing a nice suit walking into the game. And also it's another viewpoint of him scoring that same goal from a different angle. It is from Wisconsin's uh, inst hockey Instagram page. Here it is. Oh, I'm sorry. It's from William Whitelaw. <laughs> That's awesome. Hold on. I have to turn my, my screen bigger for this. So, and I'll play it again so we can see it one more time. Yeah, I want to see his suit again. When was he? When was he drafted? Uh, third or third, third or fourth round of this past draft. Because well, I, I remember making the joke, uh, White Claw. Yeah, Claw. So, <laughs> and, and he does have an Ohio connection. He played for the Youngstown Phantoms. Yeah. So there's that. So here's the video again. What's on the inside of his suit? He says wear fun suit. Is it like a galaxy or something? I don't know. I'll have to go look up that picture myself. Go ahead. Uh, if you find it again, share it on the yeah. Jackets Twitter. Brew Jackets Twitter, sorry. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how he how this guy develops. Yeah. Well, why not? One more time. Here it is. Roll to footy. You know, I, I'm not dogging on it too bad. I'm going to sound kind of like an old man here, all right? Uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of uh, tennis shoes with, like, a suit. I just, <laughs> uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm going to sound like an old man here. I mean, I when I have to dress up, I, I don't I don't mind it. I kind of like it. And I just, I, I have some really nice, pristine tennis shoes, but, like, I they're comfier. They're way more comfier than dress shoes, but uh, 
whatever. Teach their own. Teach their yeah. own. Um, <clears throat> for next week's next week's show, I'm gonna show some stuff because Adam Fantilli was at the games against Ohio State. Uh, you know, the two Michigan games oh, against yeah. Michigan State, and there's some stuff that I'm gonna show. But uh, yeah, he got some pics with some fans like that. Yeah, we'll check that out here. So um, that that will be for. Uh, next week's uh, show, but you do have something pulled up on the screen here that I do want to show. Do. Yeah. So, yeah. So you messaged me this earlier, and, and uh, I don't yeah. know if you saw my comment on it yet. Um, yeah, I know I did. So I here's shared it. yeah. So here's really the setup. If you've been paying attention to the Blue Jackets at all, um, you would know that uh, Stinger looks different now. The picture on the left is how Stinger he's always looked like that. It's just been like that. It's and wider mouth, the you know, <laughs> he just always looked like that. That is a picture from the home opener, October 2022. This picture is from this past Sunday when the, the Blue Jackets had that 5k run that they always do, and it just kind of got me wondering, um, why does Stinger look different? And uh, as you can see, pretty good traction there nine retweets, 47 likes. 18 replies, over 14,000 views on it. And a lot of people in the Blue Jackets Twitter community are wondering, why does Stinger look different? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a valid question. And I will show you real quick um, my, 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 my quote tweet on this. Um, so uh, I, I, because he was at the 5K, I said, uh, Stinger was just trading a hard for the CBJ 5K last week and, and thinned out a little bit, you know. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to body shame anybody, you know. Stinger, you're looking good, um, you know, you're looking good. But if you did build back out a little more and got back a little muscle, um, that would that would be okay too. Um, don't feel like you have to be thin just because you're you're popular and famous. <laughs> oh shit dog all right you know what? i did i did find the adam fantilli video i'm gonna i'm gonna quickly share i'm gonna quickly share that then we can you know kind of uh yeah round her out for the night here <laughs> love you stinger my favorite no no love you um but i gotta I gotta, I gotta download it first. So it's gonna, it's gonna happen. But um, <clears throat> before we get to that, uh, Wyan, is there anything you can share about Ohio State legend Mason Lorai? Um, he called back up I mean, recently. No, he wasn't. Um, he's still in Providence. Damn. Um, but I mean, he's been playing pretty good. I would say. I mean, I. I gotta actually check his stats. From, so, I, I got him right here. So he has twelve points in fifteen games with Providence. Damn. So I mean, he's been doing pretty good. He's projected to get like thirty-two and thirty-nine games because there's not that much AHL season left. But, right. Yeah. How Although, are the How are the Bears? How are they doing? Um, as it is now, like, are they gonna like? I know the monsters are gonna are looking at playoffs for pretty much for sure. Uh, how are they looking right now? 
Do you know? Honestly, I don't think I I don't think I followed them close enough to know that. I mean, That's I could fair. probably look up the standings or something. Yeah. Um, although I will say that another Ohio State legend, Georgie Merkulov, has been tearing it up as well. Right. Had a pretty sick goal recently. Nice. So, yeah. For the Bruins or for Providence? For Pro- Providence. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll have to look into him again, too. All right. I got the video. So one last thing we'll, we'll show, and then we can show other stuff for the for the next show. But here it is. This involves both Gavin Brindley and Adam Fantilli. The truth. We gave him a cowbell. <laughs> the audio is not syncing up. Yet. What are they saying? Let's see Adam. Yep, there's awesome. Gavin Brimley scoring, celebrating the goal he scored. So we'll just play it one more time so you can see it, and then I'll be into that. I hear that cowbell in that video, too. Yeah. I don't think it was Adam hitting it that no. time, but they must have one around. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Did they say sexy Adam? <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. That's why he was getting the laugh out of it. That's hilarious. That's good that in his off time, like while he is dealing with this uh, unfortunate uh, cut injury, um, he's able to find some some stuff like that to do. That's awesome. And uh, he, yeah, Adam Fantilli, he spent uh, the last two weekends. He's been to four Michigan hockey games because when Michigan was in uh, Columbus to play Ohio State, he was at both of those games. And then this past weekend, he was at. To both Michigan hockey games. So, you know, good. For, hey, good for you. You got something to do. Um, also, uh, this upcoming Friday and Saturday, Wisconsin is coming to play Ohio State in hockey in Columbus. So this upcoming Friday and Saturday is your chance mm. to see Blue Jackets prospect William Whitelaw. Nice. Dang. Mm. It's going to be a pretty busy weekend for me, but, man, y'all can make it to that. Definitely go check it out. And go so, go support some Ohio State hockey, too. I mean, for real, like, they need it. <laughs> I mean, the women's hockey is is amazing at Ohio State. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if we could show some more support for Ohio State it's hockey, enough. maybe they'll no, because nah, historically speaking, Ohio State hasn't been the greatest at promoting things that are not football. And yeah. hockey has yeah. is no different. They've kind of suffered for that. But, but 
but they, they've gotten better about it. And of course, now that they have Ohio State has President Ted Carter, who likes hockey, is a big, big hockey fan. That's absolutely going to help them out and get more attention that they deserve because Ohio State women won the national championship in 2022. They were in the national championship game this past season, didn't win it, but they were there. And, and Ohio State men's hockey has been better as well, making a trip to the Frozen Four in 2018, uh, you know, multiple trips to the NCAA tournament, winning the Big Ten in 2019. So they're getting there and they do deserve some support. And they're asked, it's going to help even more now that Ohio State has new president, Ted Carter, who is a big hockey fan. And I've said this, it's and it's been proven to be true, is that having a hockey guy as your new president at Ohio State is not only going to benefit the Blue Jackets, but it's also going to benefit Ohio State. And that's been proven to be uh, correct. So if you're able to do it this upcoming Friday and Saturday, Go check out Blue Jackets prospect William Whitelaw as his Wisconsin Badgers plays Ohio State. Do it. That'd be awesome. If you do, take some pictures, post them up, you know, let us see all the cool clips you got. But, yeah, well, this pretty much brings us uh, – we've definitely gone over time tonight. We talked about – we knew we were going to. There was so much stuff that happened this week, things we pretty much had to talk about too. I mean – uh, that and I don't mind. I have no, I don't mind. It's, but you know, we did go over time here, so we are we've arrived here at the end of our show. Um, Wyan, is there anything you, you'd like to leave, uh, you know, comment or, or mention yet here? Yeah, a couple things. So I actually did just look up the AHL standings, and okay. it turns out the Providence Bruins are second in their division. Oh, behind the behind the Hershey Bears, who are leading the league in Dude, points. They've been doing good. And they won last year. I think they won the Calder Cup last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're doing insane. They're doing insane. They're thirty-seven and nine. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who are their nine losses? Wow, I gotta go look that up later. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and they have two shootout losses too. I forgot that they actually count those separately or something. Right. But, oh yeah. It's yeah. eleven. I, 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 my opinion on that stuff. If you lose, you lose. So, yeah, if, I agree, but... you know, so to me, their record is thirty-seven and eleven. It makes it easier to count points, though, if they're doing the whole two-point-one point thing. Is all. Yeah. But, yeah. No. Continue, uh, Ryan. Yeah, something I didn't expect is that they're actually third in the league in points, like total. Like they're behind the Hershey Bears and the Milwaukee Admirals. Okay. So, like I didn't, I didn't expect them to have more points than Cleveland. I thought they would have been like kind of on the lower end because people usually dump our prospects, like our prospect yeah. pool. Like, so I wouldn't have expected our AHL team to be doing that good. I mean, I know there's not, it's not just prospects, but like, still. So, yeah, that yeah. was kind of a shock to me. And then mm-hmm. one thing I did want to say, um, I know I wasn't here when this was talked about, but. I just wanted to wish Patrick Line all the best. Um, mm-hmm. He shouldn't have to read stuff like that or listen to stuff like that when he's just trying to get help. That he he's just trying to help himself um, get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all the best wishes to him. Um, I know that he's a really great guy in real life. I've heard so many stories about him, how great of a guy he is, how genuine. Um, and when he's healthy, both physically and mentally, he's one of the best. He's one of the funnest players to watch in the league. That's not a word, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll let, we'll let it slide. 
Yeah, one of the most fun players to watch in the league when he's healthy. No, I agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. He's shown that he can be a good player, not just for the Jets, for the Blue Jackets. It's just you got to be able to be healthy, and can you do it on a consistent basis? And but I didn't help he do it. Well, with his size too, he's a pretty big dude. Yeah, and he didn't really always play like that, but he's he's a big dude. And you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I really I hope one day he can wait. get back to form. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he can. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure uh, at some point. Um, you know. No rush, especially this season, man. Take the time, all the time you need. Um, yeah, take your time, get better, but, um, and come back strong. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Kev, anything else you'd like to – oh, sorry, Wine, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, Kev, anything else you'd like to add on tonight uh, or mention? Yeah, so uh, first things first. Um, I, I – uh, I, I, I've been thinking about uh, a lot about that pizza, that Donato's pizza I had back in uh, October when I was in Columbus. So, you know, yeah. you know, see, there Dang, it is right yeah, there. That looks good. Oh, I love square pieces too. You know, it's like an Ohio yeah. Valley thing. Yeah. Is it square pieces? Yep. Oh, it was so good. Meat, That's cheese, pineapple. pineapple? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was Fair. good. Meat, That's cheese, fair. pineapple. Uh, so Controversial. Good. Wow. I, uh, <laughs> I don't care. Be careful. You know, the pineapple, it breaks. It helps break up the flavors of the veggies and the cheese and the meat and, the, and everything else. Sweetness and acidity goes so well with the tomatoes and the veggies. all the spice from the... Yeah, all the spice from the, the pepperoni, too. It's a, it's a good balance. It is. Look, look. It just it is. I know some people like don't like it, and that's okay. But I like it because you need yeah. some balance from the meat and the cheese and the flavor of the vegetables too. And the tomato it's, not, it's not like it's banana or something wild. No. Like, but like no. if you put banana on your pizza, I um, <laughs> would probably call the cops. Um, <laughs> so you know, that's just me thinking about that awesome Donato's pizza that I had, and I'll probably have it again when I go back to Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> that does that does look good. I'm not someone who would eat pineapple pizza, but that does look good. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, it was a banger. Absolutely awesome. Just, it's oh, not an ad, huh. by the way. But hey, Donatos, if you're listening, um, yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. maybe yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, sponsor the show. Give us, a, you know, how about some pizza? You know, yeah. what you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. A fun blue jacket themed pizza. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know pizza uh, wonderful love donatos anyways that's besides the point um okay <laughs> so now that we're done talking about donatos for now um as i do every show you know cooper cooper cooper, cooper. yes Yes, my brother's dog Cooper, and he's awesome. And I saw him recently, and he, he's fun. So it's just a picture <laughs> of my brother's dog uh, Cooper. So what a great you. dog, best boyo. <laughs> very true, wine. He is a great dog. Very true. Uh, so there's that. Like I did earlier in the show, you know, you should totally subscribe to our YouTube channel, like, share, subscribe. Just do it. It. it it helps us out. Just, you know, do it. So uh, there's that. Um, 
can't forget about William and his awesome. Movie. <laughs> what a banger! William. Yeah, a banger, an absolute, and banger, an absolute beauty. Just look at that beautiful <laughs> stud. Uh, you know, you know, Zach Wierenski, you should totally wear this suit for the laughter and the memes because I need that. I need that. And you wear it during the 2016 2017 season. And when you wore that, the Blue Jackets won a, a lot of games. So, you know, I'm just saying. You should buy one for all the Michigan boys, too. Yes. Yes. Adam Fantilli, Nick Blankenberg, uh, Kent Johnson, all plus Zach Rensky, all come to a game wearing Michigan suits. And then we get some Blue Jackets players that go do Ohio State stuff. And it's Ohio State versus Michigan. And they go head to head and we have fun with it. But, you know, Let's do it. That's William should wear that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that's. Uh, so that's that. And then uh, let's see here. Well, that's not what I wanted to do. Okay, <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Playing around with anything. Um, you know, go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jacket themed uh, fan group that I run. It's a lot of fun. And we got a lot of fun stuff planned for this year. You should go check it out. Oh, yeah. Check them out. Uh, dope. Well, thanks, Kev. I appreciate both y'all for being here, uh, as always. And thanks, William, for being here earlier as well. Um, I have some breaking NHL news right now, though. Breaking. Like, just happened. Uh, the NHL, and this does not have to do with the, the Blue Jackets, but NHL. The, uh, the NHL Flyers have named Sean Couturier the 20th captain in franchise history. So, um, congrats to Sean Couturier on, uh, his captaincy. You know, um, I don't really care much about, sorry out there um for if you care i don't really care much about the flyers but you know we know that you know john torts is over there cam atkinson is over there um Hartsy's over there yes. um yeah not like the one who's like in trouble uh no, we have a friend no, who's yeah, no, not that. we have a friend who goes by that name <laughs> yes. I, I should just call him claude probably but the, the yeah. man yeah. the man of truth we love man you truth. man of truth we love you yeah, man of truth and yeah, you uh, know who he yeah. is <laughs> So big news there for the hockey world. Uh, big news for the Philadelphia Flyers fans. Um, congrats to Couturier again. Um, but yeah, so this kind of concludes our show today. Um, I, you know, it, it, there's been heavy parts. There's been funny parts, fun parts. You know, I just appreciate you all for sticking with us. Uh, thanks to all of our audio listeners out there. Um, I do see the numbers uh, on those. I do appreciate you all. If you listen in the car when you're showering or something crazy, like that's awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, any support we get, because we do the we we do this for fun. We are a fan based um, podcast. Uh, we are we're fans first and foremost, and um, you know we do appreciate all the support and love we we get. Um, and uh, you know, not too much hate. No, not a lot of haters out there. I appreciate that. So anyway, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the buttons wherever you're at. Um, Blue Jackets next play. Uh, tomorrow night at no, 7 p.m., no. don't they? Saturday. Is it really? It's all the way till Saturday? Yeah, I thought. No. Like, Saturday oh in God, San Jose. Saturday, February 17th, they're going to be playing um, the San Jose Sharks at 10.30 p.m. because they're playing out west again. Yeah. So um, then they have two, two more away games after that, and then they will be back for Margaritaville night on February 23rd. Catch me out there in the audience. I will be having my fancy pants little uh, 
Margaritaville Hawaiian shirt on. They look sick too, by the way. I'm so excited to to check check those out. Um, mm-hmm. Super excited. Yes. But um, yeah. Anyway, we will see you all here in one more week. Uh, check us out on social media. Mm-hmm. Until then, be good to each other, and uh, prayers out to Kansas City. So, have a good night, y'all. We'll see you. Yeah. See you. Mm-hmm.